Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. Start to have some pretty weak ass games and lead up to it, 
this is definitely the case. I've not heard of any of these games before. Uh, the first game was Earthlock. The second game this one. You okay? So you have played this? Okay. Here I thought yes. Pulled this game out of some dev's ass or something. It is definitely indie. It wasn't. I mean, I never finished it to be fair. Um, it, like for what it is, it's fine. You know, it's one of those like turn-based, um, you know, Final Fantasy-esque style. It seems like it has decent review scores. Like, it's averaging around 7 out of 10. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's not bad by any means. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the most exceptional or noteworthy game, but, I mean, Mm -hmm. to be fair, there are people, like, if you go through and play your Epic Games, free games library, there's at this point, like, if you can get it from, let's say, even close to the beginning, not even the beginning, you're going to have, like, 300, 400 plus games to play. Like, it's crazy. I think there's a sequel coming too, or there was a sequel. I don't know. To this, I have no idea. Yeah, it says there was an Earthlock too that came out in 2022. So I was here. I was thinking like, oh, maybe I can get you hyped for the sequel, but the sequel's already out, so <laughs> maybe not. Uh, but yeah, Earthlock, uh, and then the other game is Surviving the Aftermath, which same thing, never heard of before. There. What they do over at Epic is they have a certain budget for these free games, so they can only spend a certain amount. And I think when they get to like this time of the year, yeah, they they're saving their budget for the bulk games. They want the big games to bring people in. So, uh, but similarly, surviving the aftermath seems fine. It's getting like sevens out of tens. It doesn't seem like a bad game. It seems like a city building game. Which hey, there's some sometimes you just have that that scratch to play a game like that, right? Although to be fair, if I do, I probably will play Frostpunk. I'm going to play a city building game, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and then next is Delivers for Mars, which again, eh, not really the most exciting, but, hey, it's there if you want to play it. Um, okay. Uh, Amazon Prime is giving away Rage 2 right now, which is cool. Rage 2 was given away on Epic Games, but if you missed that, or, I don't know. I can't think of it. <laughs> but, you need uh, to download the DLC that has the voice actor from the AGM and it makes everything better. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I saw Rage 2 and I'm like, eh, it's a shooting. Wait, there's a voice actor of, like, the, and, like literally they go boom shock a lot like, every time you kill something. It's great. <laughs> Didn't know that when I played. Also, if you're uh, an idiot, do not buy. Invincible prevents Adam Eve because that game's on sale. It's well, it's, it's finally on sale. It's a new game. It costs like seven or eight bucks. It's not that expensive. But if you have a Prime gaming membership, you get for free. So don't if you have Prime membership, don't go don't go buying it. Just get it for free. I saw some people who were like upset because they bought it and they saw it was free on Prime game. They're like, why didn't I just get this for free? It's like I don't know. So. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a free game as well. I played it, and it's it's an interesting game. I'm not gonna mention it in my butts. It's been play, what I've been playing because so it's on. I don't think it's really that noteworthy, but like, it's it's a visual novel, but then it kind of has some traditional turn-based gaming elements too. Uh, but yeah, you kind of have to be into the Invincible show universe to really, I think, enjoy it. But if you do, I mean, it's alright. You know why uh, all those people bought the game? Because they weren't thinking. Think gamers think. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, Thanks. That's, that's kind of the thing, right? Because, like, yeah, it's like, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to assume everybody has a Prime Gaming membership, but fuck, even just, like, sign up for the trial <laughs> and then unsubscribe. It's something like that, right? Anyways. Uh, alright, on to the news. Uh, GTA 6 is finally going to be shown off in December. Finally! Oh my god, people have been taking time off, they've been attacking their loved ones, finally we're getting a look at this game. Do you think it's going to live up to the hype at this point? Do you think I, I hope that I hope that guy that went on stage was like, Where's Grand Theft of Snapfall 6? I hope that guy's happy. Or at least he gets a review, <laughs> one of the two. Well, some people have said that there's a chance it could be at the Video Game Awards, because those are in December, so, I mean, that could be it. I'm also of the belief that Rockstar can do whatever the fuck they want, and it wouldn't matter. So if they were like random Tuesday afternoon, here you go. They can do that too. No one's gonna fucking stop them. Uh, I will be curious if they announce if it's PC uh, day one because all the GTA games and even other non-GTA games that are from Rockstar all come to PC later. But I mean, I don't know. I would love for this game to PC day one. That would be the dream. So, hopefully, American Dream. Uh, but yeah, we'll get our first look. Uh, it's crazy to think it's been over 10, almost 10 years, 10 plus years since GTA 5 came out. No, it always comes out every year. It's only been like six months. <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah, it actually just had its three-year anniversary, or sorry, 10-year anniversary, uh, back in September. September 17th, 2013 was when the game first initially launched. Of course, they've had, like, re-releases and different platforms and stuff. I think it almost rivals Skyrim for, like, the number of platforms they've re-released this game on the different versions. But, no. Guaranteed Street Fighter 2 is a lot more than that. I guarantee fucking T. That's true, because, like, I saw some list of, like, the top selling games of all time, and, like, Street Fighter 2 was on there, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I won't play that. I'm like, no, it's because there was, like, fucking 50 versions of that game that they made you buy. So, yeah, no. Street Fighter wins only because they... They definitely did the iterative approach before that was even a thing. So, anyways, we'll get first look in December. Hopefully, it looks cool. Hopefully, we can like. Ideally, it would be nice if it was like a four to six month turnaround time from when the trailer gets shown. Like, if they show us the trailer and then it's like out in May or June, that would be kind of ideal. I don't know if I'm gonna like be shown the trailer and be told, "Oh, hey, you gotta wait like about ten months or a year, two years until the game comes out." Um, that would be kind of something. I'm trying to remember when they announced Red Dead Redemption 2. If that was out pretty shortly after. Once I don't remember. It's a long time ago. A long, long uh, ago. Okay. Yeah, I know there was a bit of a wait there. There was like a two-year wait, but we'll see. Maybe maybe, maybe they tell us it comes out in six months. That would be ideal. Uh, Valve announces the Steam Deck OLED. Um, Amazing. Uh, I just did not see this coming. I am both excited and also a little upset <laughs> because I didn't expect them to have a new revision so soon. Yeah. And now I feel like I need to upgrade, but I'm not going to because I have self-control. People have some self-control. Uh... It's not even that big of a change. It's like <laughs> a screen. Like, I, think the uh, battery, I mean, the battery is slightly better. But yes. It's yeah, it's definitely not like a 2.0. Like, it's not Steam Deck 2, which is why I'm not going to upgrade. Mm -hmm. But 
every change is in a positive direction and it's I mean the reviews I've seen they're all saying it's really really good and you know whether you upgrade from your current Steam Deck I think it's sort of a personal decision but the thing is I went with the highest tier when this first LCD one came out so the margins of you know benefits that I get for switching to an old I think is just a bit smaller than if you got you know maybe a smaller uh, a smaller SSD sized like the smaller versions of the Steam Deck, then I think it might be worth to upgrade. Yeah, like, I think yeah. if you don't have a Steam Deck, this is, like, clearly, like... Oh, oh yeah, no, if you don't have one yet, go get it. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Pause, we'll be here. Go yeah. get it. I mean, it probably will still take you weeks to get here, but, yeah. Just <laughs> 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 imagine someone pauses the podcast for, like, three weeks for their Steam Deck to arrive, and they're like, okay, I finally unpause the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I This is not a big enough jump for me to get it. Uh, like you, I'm kind of like, I'll wait for the Steam Deck too. But even then, like, I don't, I still enjoy my Steam Deck. I think it's a very versatile piece of hardware. Um, my only complaint with it is I wish there was a more intuitive way to, like, share my screen on the Steam Deck with, like, my TV or something. Like, that's kind of a big thing I'm, I'm hoping for with, like, a Steam Deck too. It's like, ideally, like, not, like, if I could do a wireless version of, like, how intuitive it is with the Switch, where you just put in the dock, it's just, like, boom, right away. Like, that would be mm. ideal. I think that's something they should probably work on for Steve Deck, too. They probably won't, but fuck it. I can at least throw my dreams out there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But it's a fun... Like, and from what uh, Valve has been sharing, like, the number of people who have a Steam Deck and use it is very robust. Like, but it's a pretty well-used piece of hardware, so... Like one of their top selling things in general, not even just like if you look at their sales charts, like the Steam Deck sells more units than even some games that they're selling on the platform. Right. So it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, Phil, I think it's a good if you don't have a Steam Deck. This is like a very good, like, of course, you're going to get the OLED model, but if you already have a Steam Deck, I think waiting until Steam Deck 2 makes more sense, personally. Um, speaking of uh, what's old is new again, The Last of Us Part 2 Remaster for PS5 announced as roguelike survival mode, three cut levels, and more. Uh, obviously, levels. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is very much in response to the fact that they've got the um, the show in the second season is coming out at some point. We'll have we'll be adapting the second uh, uh, game. Worth noting, if you already own this game for PS4, it's an upgrade fee of $10, so that's not terrible. Um, but yeah, uh, otherwise, yeah, it's a very good price. I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of people didn't finish The Last of Us Part Two because it was a very divisive game, but maybe now people will go back. A very triggering game, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the ending because I have been spoiled so much on it. I literally click on anything when it came out, and I saw like everything. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to play the game. My there's, years. There's a very aggressive sex scene in that game, and I was like, "What?" Because they got playing around my parents. Uh, Pokemon Go, well, Pokemon Go Fest in particular, makes more money for a city than a Taylor Swift concert. So. Well, so, sorry, Swift. How, how, uh, how does uh, the Swift concert make money for the city? Oh, people fly into town. They, like, oh, spend money on, you yeah. know, staying there. Hotel right, right. Food. So, 
It's yeah. definitely a moneymaker. There was a, a, like, a group that kind of, like, investigates these things, and they did a sample size of, like, three cities, three pretty major cities, and they found that in all three, there were three cities that they also did a Pokemon Go Fest and it had a Taylor Swift concert. And the Taylor Swift concert made less money for the city in terms of, like, tax revenue and other stuff than the Pokemon Go Fest. So, some mm. that's what these Pokemon, Pokemon fans make more money for things. Now, it's worth noting that, like, there's more cities that have a Taylor Swift concert than there are cities that have Pokemon Go Fest. So, I mean, it's not the fairest comparison just because, I mean... If there were Pokemon Go Fest in every city, yeah, it would be more comparable. But like Taylor Swift, I don't know, she just dances to every fucking city in the world. So, I mean, yeah, she makes more money for those, uh, like, she's international and all this. So, but it is worth noting that, yeah, at least three cities, Pokemon Go Fest made more money for the city. So, yeah, just funny little bit of news from extend your girlfriend's like, Taylor Swift's the greatest thing in the world. You can be like, is she really? <laughs> I will use that. My girlfriend is one of those who went to a different city just to watch Taylor Swift concert. She went oh, to Kansas why? City, of all places. Okay, so here's one of the funny things. One of the sample cities was Kansas City, which, if you know you're Taylor Swift, you know that she's dating the guy for the Chiefs. So you would think they would be heavy into Taylor Swift. No, Pokemon Go Fest made more money in Kansas City than Taylor Swift. <laughs> I had no idea Pokemon Go was still relevant, honestly. Like, I, I yeah. Had no idea. yeah, yeah, with me, same with me. It's, um, yeah, it's it's pretty big nowadays. They've gotten more into, like, doing events and stuff, so there's, like, events that mm. have, like, rare Pokemon, and yeah, people will fly out to these cities just to, like, catch rare Pokemon that they can't get anywhere else, Damn. so, yeah. I, I, I play Pokemon Go casually, and by casually, I mean I'm laying on my couch and I open up the game to see if there's any Pokemon right outside my house. But, <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, like, it, it still goes, and yeah, I mean, it's making more money for cities than Taylor Swift, so clearly somebody's still playing that game, so, but just funny more than anything, really. Um... Alright, CD Project Quest Designer dis- discusses the challenge of developing Cyberpunk 2 for Unreal Engine. Um, yeah, basically saying there's some challenges for them to be making the sequel. Um, mm. Yeah. Here's some advice, don't make it! I, I, they're going to make a Cyberpunk 2 sequel. I no! Yeah, I think that's almost confirmed, isn't it? I think it's, yeah. Wait, why, why don't you want them to make one? Because they failed at the first one. Don't release it unless it's fucking completed. I, oh, okay. I was one of those. I, agree with. I was one of those fuckers that pre-ordered it, and literally I played it on my PS4. And oh my god, I freaking oh, I was very angry. Yeah, no, they gotta stop doing that. Yeah. I will say, like the game has improved a lot. Oh yeah, it's like, one of my favorites now. I think. Well, I got a gaming PC. Someone's put it on there now. Oh, you got a gaming yeah, PC. Definitely sure. Yeah, I got one on sale. Oh nice. You Black Friday deals. Yeah, basically what it was. You got it. Uh, now you gotta start getting the Epic Games because they're free. Yeah, that too. I haven't really. I haven't set it up yet. It's so fucking massive. I'm like, mm. oh god, because I ordered it online and I didn't realize how big it was, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my god. Every time I pay three hundred dollars, what? I didn't say that. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, but yeah, the CD Projekt Quest is already, yeah, he's basically saying Unreal Engine is kind of difficult to develop for sometimes, so. 
Yeah, which is interesting. I don't know if they're ever going to change to something else. Something tells me they won't. They'll just come play me keep me keep her Unreal Engine, but eh, it's interesting to see that, yeah, some people are not gung-ho on using Unreal Engine for designing. Um, Konami wants to deploy game creators for large-scale Silent Hill projects. So Silent Hill is not dead, apparently. <coughs> if you don't know Silent Hill, spooky game. Spooky. Spooky game. Yeah. Well, those have got the, the pyramid head, and he's a spooky man, so. He is very spooky man. Yeah. Creepy, creepy motherfucker. Um, yeah. It's a perfectly fine... You no, know, so Silent Hill, the nurses. I don't care about anything else. Those nurses creep me the fuck out. Yeah. So you're not a big horror Person, oh, I like Silent Hill. I love that's one of the games I actually play. Resident Evil, eh. But Silent Hill is one of those games I do play. Resident Evil, I played four. Uh, I played it with a knife all the okay. way through. I, I'm just waiting for Dino Crisis to come back. I haven't played Dino Crisis before. I'm waiting for a oh, remake. That'd be good. Oh, Dino Crisis is so good. I heard it's basically if somebody was like took Jurassic Park and then made it a horror game. It's great. You know what? The scariest game I've played so far is Resident Evil 2. Yeah. That game scared the shit out of me. I literally had to probably take a shit after. But, okay. That hallway! That hallway scared me! That freaking. So when you first go in and that freaking. I think it was a dog or something like that? Yeah. Holy fuck! The remake is pretty good, too. So. I have it. I haven't played it yet. Uh. Uh. Yeah. So, anyways, more Silent Hill. Uh. We don't know if this is going to be just more remakes or if they're going to make an original game because they haven't made an original game in like a long time. Like, I can't remember the last Silent Hill game that came out. They were supposed to come out with PT, the Ko Kojima game. But. The what? Well, there's Silent Hills and PT. It was like the. The hell's a PT? The playable t teaser for um, Silent Hills. Yeah. It's a thing that people downloaded, and uh, now yeah. people, there's a, I think now you can download it again, but there was a while where it was like, people couldn't download it, and if you had a PS4 with PT on it, you could sell it for a good amount of money, because people just, right. yeah. You, you remember the game show I went to down in Seattle? I don't think it was E3, I think it was something else. It was Pack yeah. uh, X or something like that. Sorry yeah. if I forgot the name of it. And like that, they have a big, huge black pillar in the middle of the room. Like, the fuck's that? It's like, it's a secret game. It was that baby jar game. Oh my god. Yeah. That was fucking terrible. So the last game in the Silent Hill franchise was Silent Hill Downpour from 2012. So. It's been, like, 11 plus years since the last Silent Hill game. So. But, yeah. Please say the GFOs again in Secret Ending. Uh, probably. Was there like an ending where you find out it's like a dog in a computer or something? I don't know. <laughs> yes, there was. That was the uh, fourth one? Yeah. Homecoming. That was Homecoming. That's what it was. I'm excited to replay those games. And especially, like, I don't know, I think um, Konami games have a certain charm to them. Like, I've been replaying the Metal Gear Solid collection, and I'm like, man, these games are funky. Like, they're not conventional games. They're still fun, but they're not conventional at all. But, <laughs> Okay. Um, there was a Nintendo Indie Showcase. Honestly, didn't miss much. There's a new Shantae game, and Outer Wilds is coming to... Yeah, Outer Wilds! I don't know if I would play Outer Wilds on my Switch, but... 
Yeah, I wonder how it would run. And I, I can't, I wouldn't have high expectations. Is that a new Shantae game? Yeah. I like Shantae. Yeah, Shantae's great. That's why I'm like, oh, okay, that's probably the coolest thing out of the day now. Everything else was like, I don't know. I'm still waiting for my Pokemon Direct at the beginning of next year. That's going to be the big one. Risky Revolution, is that the one? I see it. Uh, probably. I don't know. You probably have more information on this than I do. I literally just wrote this. Probably. You shot the game coming. Uh, yeah, Risky Revolution. So, it's coming to the Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC. Great. I can play it on my Steam Deck. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Witcher 3 Wealth Hunt getting an official mod editor from CD Projekt Red. Cool. I mean, if you're still playing that game. <laughs> My friend just did a, just started another playthrough, like recently, within like, the month. <laughs> like I, like installed that game to play it again after they put out put out that new edition with the new graphics and other stuff. I played it for like two hours and I'm like, I'm done. Uninstalled it. Like, it's a good game, but I just I don't know. Not it's not on my list of games that I would like replay on a whim. It's no FTL. That's for sure. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't rage on me, people. Which is mm-hmm. the game. Uh, but yeah, cool. Uh, the mods should be interesting with this. I don't know. I'm going to throw a wild one out there. Um, turn Gerald into Big Bird from Sesame Street. That is a wild one. That is wild. Yeah. I would trust also Big Roach. No, Oscar had to be one of the monsters. That's Big Bird fucking bringing a sword down on Oscar the Grouch. Every every kid's dream. Anyways, yeah. Uh, let's see what comes from that. I'm sure that, I'm sure there'll be like articles and headlines for like weeks where it's like, look at Barney the Dinosaur and Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And everyone will be like, oh. Anyways. Uh, video game prices are very, very low for what they offer, says GTA Publisher Take 2. I mean... Of course they would say that. Yeah. Because every publisher thinks that, like, every gamer's going to want to play their game for, like, a year and play nothing right. else. And the reality is, is most of us play games for, like, maybe a couple weeks and then we move on to something else. So. Mm. Well, there's so many more games back from, like, the GameCube era. Like, we're talking, was that sixth generation? Where are we on now? Ninth? Yeah. I don't know what generation we're on now. But, like, back in the day, you would have maybe four or five games in your library. Well, we're talking, like... Your video game audience has grown up, and we have more money, so yeah. you buy more games. <laughs> well, I think there's that, but I think it's also, too, like, games also last longer. Like, yeah, back in the GameCube days, there was, like, split-screen multiplayer, so what, you play with your fucking brother or your, you know, neighbors, and, you know, you know, like, it, it, the games didn't last as long, because, except for a few exceptions, and really it was only because there was a lack of options. I mean, yeah, you would play, like, splits or uh, multiplayer, let's say, like, Smash Brothers, but it was like, what else were you going to do? You know, you're going to just go and hop online and play Destiny Destiny 2 raids with a friend or something. Like, I, I think the there is a, a, a case for, like, games being longer than they used to be and having more life past just playing it for a couple weeks. But, yeah, the re- yeah, like, I, I, I will get games that, yeah, on paper I could play for a year, but I don't because... I don't have the time or I don't have the interest, but could I play it for a year? Yeah. Should, does that mean I should pay that much? No. I always thought that, like, it'd be good if games kind of broke apart the cost a bit more. Like, if you want to play, like, a single player of a game, maybe you pay, like, half the price, and if you want the multiplayer, you pay. Mm-hmm. It would never happen because there's no way 
developers and publishers would make money like that, but like from a consumer standpoint, like why should I pay for a component of a game that I'm not going to play all the time? Like that's the thing for me in fighting games. Like I I usually play single player. I'm not a big multiplayer person for fighting games. So if I could play for just or if I could pay for just the single player of a, of a fighting game, I'd be fine with that. No. Uh, I don't know, I'm going to make a sick joke. Uh, uh, honey Pop Double Dash Death of the Last Edge, a good while after the game was finished. Oh, oh uh, I feel awful just saying that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I bought that game, I'm sorry. It's because you were not paying attention. We'll go with that. That probably sounds a lot better than other I thought it was a puzzle game. I mean, is there, isn't everyone with a puzzle? I fucking damn it. Um, new Sony patent will uh, let you replay a game from any point possible. So, uh, ultimate safe scumming, I guess. Yeah, okay. like, yeah. If you go back and realize you made a wrong choice in Mass Effect Seventeen, you can go back and change it. Yeah. I mean, it's also yeah, it's that, like, you know, uh, yeah. It basically will allow you to like yeah, go back. Uh, from the patent, it says as the user plays the game, information regarding media content will be stored with trigger points being associated with specific data sets. The user will have the opportunity to stream media content over a communication work to their device. These trigger points will be offered to the player while they stream media, watching back through gameplay, which they'll be able to select at will. The system will identify game data associated with the set trigger points. Based on the game data associated with the trigger points, the system will launch the interactive title for gameplay by the user device based on the identified set of game data associated with the set trigger point. So basically, in English, that's saying that there there's going to be little points in the game where you can go back and, and just go back in time to a certain point in the game. So, like, maybe you want to replay a mission, but the game doesn't have an actual feature to do that. You could go back in time to it before that mission starts and replay that mission if you want. So we're talking save state, low state, basically. Yeah. yeah. But more, like, in the background, like, you wouldn't even have to think about it. It's just going to automatically have points in the game that you could just go back to at any point. So, Which is nice for those games that are, like, super hard that you don't want to defeat, like every Nintendo game known to man. Yeah. So, we'll see what comes with this, but... So far, I think it's a cool idea. I don't, like, obviously it's going to be up to developers to create these states, and who knows if every de developer is going to want to, like, let people do that. Like, I don't know if, like, say, like, a Souls game is going to want you to go back in time like that, but... Yeah, exactly, that's what I was thinking. So, it's cool that they're putting that in there, but it's kind of going to be up to the developer to implement it. And whether they do or not, it's a different story, but... We'll see. Uh, Nintendo denies that the Switch 2 is happening. Uh, in a rare move for Nintendo, because they don't usually do this, they came out and denied a bunch of rumors regarding the Switch 2, including the fact that uh, there was a rumor that they were showing it to publishers ahead of its reveal. Um, you know, you could say this is just Nintendo just, I don't know, trying to protect themselves from this being leaked early, but I don't know. It's a little weird, because normally Nintendo doesn't even comment on these things. They just, like, let it, let it keep on going. But this is one of the first times where they were like, no, this is not true. Mm. Um, I don't know if I believe them, though, because there was that whole FTC versus the Microsoft case for the Activision merger. And that did leak that we were getting a new console. So 
I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you could say that, yeah, whatever leaker on Twitter is not telling the truth, but yeah, it's hard to say that the court of law is not telling the truth. But right. yeah. I think, I think if anything, they're just trying to keep it protected from when they announce it probably next year. Because, uh, to be completely honest, we don't have a whole lot of games lined up for next year. Like, after this holiday season, it kind of gets a little dark. It could be that they announce a bunch of games next year. Realistically, what I think they're going to do, though, is they're going to announce the Switch 2, and then they're also going to be like, yeah, here are some games coming, but they also will work on the Switch 2 as well. So, we'll see. Um, anyways, what do we, what do we even want from the Switch 2? Better Joy-Cons, there you go. Give us better Joy-Cons. Uh, and then finally, a canceled PlayStation 2 Daredevil game is now playable 20 years later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heard about that. It's like almost done, too. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea it's a Daredevil game. Yeah. I don't think many people did. I don't know if it was ever formally announced either. So. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's playable. It's, it's kind of like most PlayStation 2 movie time games, so keep your expectations low. But, I mean, it seems like a fine enough game. Uh, yeah, it's being hosted on some website right now for, like, the purposes of, like, yeah, they went and found this and got to play, basically play the game. You could download and play this if you really wanted to. Um, I don't know if I would, but it's there. Alright, uh, that's it for the news. We do have a couple questions, though. Kevin mm-hmm. asked, what's been a game that you figured would be a slam dunk 10 out of 10 AAA game, but it let you down? Oh, there's a lot. Um, I mean, No Man's Sky. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Everyone thought No Man's Sky was going to be, like, the greatest thing of gaming. And then it was like, nope. Now... And keeping it fair, they did eventually turn the ship on it. It is a good game, but, you know, it was not when it first launched. All right. Cyberpunk. Man, that's tough. Yeah, I think yeah, Cyberpunk would have to be what I'd say. Cyberpunk. Well, I, I still enjoyed it, but yeah. that doesn't excuse the performance and bugs and everything. Yeah, and it's, like, I was let down, but not as much as others. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah. I know there was people who had it way worse playing that game than I did. So, there's, there's that. Shit, there was, a, there was a game out there, I remember. It was like a sequel, and like I bought it. I thought it was going to be really good and turned out to be shitty. I can't remember what it was. And like, I literally sworn off pre orders at that point. Fuck, it wasn't, it wasn't um, whatchamacallit. What the fuck was it? I can't remember. I bought the DLC for it and everything. Um, oh! Uh, I bought uh, Balan Wonderland. I pre-ordered that shit. And I thought that was going to be a slam dunk because uh, I really liked... And this is me being a Sega fanboy. Um, what should we call it? Uh, they built... They were the same guys. They weren't actually part of Sega. They actually got away from Knights into the Dream. And that was the same team that was going to make it. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Here's my money. I love you guys. And... Yeah... Oh. It was, yeah, I literally bought it at 80 bucks. Like, I actually pre-ordered that shit. Uh, yeah. So, and I thought it was going to be a slam dunk, and I was incorrect. Um, I would also say to DC Universe Online, 
I was very hyped. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. It was a fun game, but what's like about that game too is like people like me paid for that game and then it went free to play. So it's like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was because back then, like I would trade in a bunch of games since I was done playing them, so I could play towards another game. And um, I went to go trade that game in. They were like, "Sorry, this game is like associated with your console. You can't trade it." And so I was fucking stuck with mm. Super's online. At some point, I just threw it in the trash because there was nothing else I could do with it. Um, yeah, I miss it. I don't know. Yeah, that's all I can think of. I'm pretty careful with my pre-orders. Like, I don't really, or like at AAA games. Like, I some games I know I don't like Zelda, and uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'm getting better at, like, sussing out games that I know are going to be, a, like, at least a reliable good time in my 30s than I was in my 20s. Like, in my 20s, I would just buy games and be like, oh, hey, this game sucks, so I should not buy that. But in your 30s and beyond, you're like, yeah, I should have been smart. I, should, I need to be smarter about this. I try to think about the last time I really got a game that, like, just really let me down. But honestly, like, I've been pretty good about it, like, for the last, like, five years or so, I would say. Well, and then there's sales, right? So, like, I even, like, wait. Like, the AAA games usually go on sale about two or three years later anyway, so I just wait till then. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say, yeah. I would say, yeah, most of the games I got are pretty, pretty good. Like, well, there was, like, Marvel Heroes Omega, I guess. But, like, that was let down over time. That was not let down, like, right away. And that was, like... That was a fucking great game. I still think Marvel Heroes was my, like one of my favorite games of the last generation. But the problem with that game is, yeah, they were like pumping in money to get like rights for characters and make cool costumes and stuff. And then the company went bankrupt, and now the servers are down, and now you can never play that game, and it fucking sucks. So I don't know. Wait, the servers went down? Yeah, like they shut down the servers for Marvel Heroes. Marvel Heroes. So if you try to play that game now, you can't even log in. Because you'll get to like the login screen and it'll be like, fit, like fail to contact the server or whatever. That sucks because like I unlocked a bunch of characters and costumes in that game. I had like many characters at like max level. Like I put in a ton of time to that game. So it let me down, but it didn't let me down right away. It let me down over time, like a terrible relationship where you think things are great. Uh, all right, and then Henry says if Epic decides to give away two weeks worth of free games as they have done in recent years, what do you predict will be some of the games? Yeah, so... Okay, like, can you explain to me Epic? Are we talking like Epic the game, like, server? So, so Epic the publisher, they have... Oh, it's the publisher, okay. Yeah, they have their own, uh, it's like Steam, it's called the Epic Games Launcher, um, and every week... Uh, every Thursday, they rotate out a free game. So you don't pay anything for it. There's no subscription needed. They just give you a free game. Uh, and most of these are small indie games that you're never going to play, but sometimes they give out big ones. And yeah. during the Christmas time, instead of it being every week, usually for two weeks, they give away a free game every day. So it's way more than just the free, like once a week. Most of them are small indie games, but, like, sometimes they'll occasionally put in, like, a pretty big game. Like, I'm trying to remember 
Let me pull up the list from last year. My two Raiders, um, I think, oh, what was another? Like, that strategy uh, gave away. The game called Auto Chest. Auto Chest. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to get, like, a list of the games, but. The game T-Rex Dinosaur game! Oh my gosh! Yep. They gave away Dishonor for free. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um, okay, yeah. So the, the free games from last year, uh, they gave away Bloons, TD6, Horizon Chase Turbo, Costume Quest 2, Sable, Thems, Fighting Herds, Wolfenstein, The New Order, Lego Builder's Journey, Fallout, Fallout 2, and Fallout Tactics, Encased, Metro Last Light, Redux, Death Stranding, Fist, Forged, and Shadow Torch, Severed Steel, Mortal Shell, and then Dishonored Definitive Edition. So, they're older games, but they're, I mean, decent enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, RPC gamer. I mean, there's no harm in claiming these games. It's not like you pay anything for them, and they're just sitting there. I mean, yeah. The only thing that kind of sucks for me, at least, is that sometimes with those games, I'm like, uh, I'll play this on my Steam Deck, but it's not the easiest process. I mean, it's doable, but, you know, you might pull out a hair or two while you try to do it. Um, but as for games, I think they could do, I mean, it's safe to assume that Bethesda will put out a game, um, I'm going to take a wild guess and say Doom Eternal. I feel like it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's likely. It's been long enough since Doom Eternal came out that I think most people who were going to buy that game bought it. I say back for blood. I want to play it, but I don't want to play it because it probably is not as good as the, um, oh, fuck what's that zombie game called? Oh, That's my no, mouth. Yeah. I mean, that game didn't sell that long, dead. so... Not for dead, There is a chance that it could be free. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it didn't really sell as well as I think they were wanting it to. Um, yeah, so, like, I mean, I don't think they've given away Doom 2016, which I guess, hypothetically, would make more sense to put that out for free than Doom Journal, but I, I'd say, mind you, they put out Rage 2 without putting out Rage 1, and nobody was like, oh, I'm going to play Rage 1, so... I mean, there's also the Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, Fallout 4 can also be given away for free. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. Uh, I feel like Sony has, like, a bunch of PC ports that they could give away, like Horizon Zero Dawn. That would be cool. And then I'm going to say maybe Cuphead, because Cuphead would be pretty cool. Barbie and our horses. I don't know if it's actually going to be Barbie and our horses, but yeah, I'll just say that. The Christmas Horse Adventures, yeah. I'm always surprised there isn't one on here. I was about to make a really bad joke, and even by my low standards, I'm like, I, I can't say that. Yeah, I mean, we're on a podcast. We gotta keep it PC somewhat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somewhat. We got young children listen to us after all. There is there is some indie games that could show up, like Hidden Folks or Freedom Planet or Treachery and Beatdown City, Night in the Woods, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Those could all appear too. I don't think will or not, but yeah. There's a bus simulator game. Yeah. Sorry, plug it for the game. Right. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to play that? Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I laugh because it looks awesome. Do we need to pick up people? Do we need to run them over? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'll pull the thing from the stop and you can just keep driving and be like, I'm taking you to my special. This is going on my wish list. I, I'm, being, I'm being fucking serious. This looks awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. The, definitely keep an eye out because they haven't announced that they're doing the bulk games yet, but. Let's be honest, they're going to do it. 
Um, from what I've heard, though, apparently they're, uh, they have a lower budget than they have in years past to do it, so maybe keep your, keep your uh, expectations low, but I'm sure there's going to be something decent in there. I mean, last year we got Death Stranding, and I mean, Death Stranding yeah. is fine. We also got Dishonored, too. I mean, Dishonored is not a bad game either, so, I mean, I don't know. I want to say keep your expectations low, but there's probably going to still be a game or two that you haven't played or maybe you would like to have on PC that you had on console. Because that too, like, I got Death Stranding for PC. I originally only had it for PS4. So it was nice to finally be able to play it on PC. So, anyways. Um, cool. Well, let's get on with what we've been playing. Uh, yes, we should. I have a feeling this will be very short because I literally see Dennis put... I yeah, I actually played nothing. I've been traveling, sorry. That's okay, that's okay. Uh, Gives me time, more time to reach out, so it's fine. Yeah, it's, you have the floor. Jamie's thing, so we'll pause this in a bit and uh, teleport Jamie in. Um, hope he's wearing clothes when we teleport him in. Um, I hope he's not. But it's optional for everybody else to listen with clothes on. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I listen to my podcast with no clothes on. It just enhances the experience. Yeah, that's right. Um, and possibly the smell if you haven't taken a shower for a couple of days. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll start us off this week. Modern Warfare 3 is out. Uh, some people have been hating it. Some people have been liking it. I've been actually enjoying it. Although I will say, this easily could have just been an expansion to Modern Warfare 3. Oh, that's what I keep hearing. Really? Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's not good. The campaign is short. It's four hours long. So, if you're the kind of person that comes to play Call of Duty for the campaign, don't. <laughs> this one is short. It's very... I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot of moments in this that I would say are memorable. And they were trying. Like, they tried to redo the No Russian mission from Modern Warfare uh, 2, the original Modern Warfare 2. Um... They try, there's like a cool prison sequence, I guess, but like just none of them really stood out in the campaign. It's only four hours. So if you're coming to play this just for that, you don't play multiplayer, I would say skip this year, to be honest. Like, there's just not enough of a single player experience. There is the zombies mode, which you can play, which is, they kind of changed it because Modern Warfare has never had the zombies mode. So it plays more like a DayZ kind of game than whereas before it was like a linear corridor shooter kind of thing like it is a, the zombies mode is a little more interesting i don't know if i necessarily like it more but it's it's interesting like it's i played a couple rounds of it, it it's interesting um yeah so modern warfare 3 the multiplayer for me is where it's at and it's funny because i was playing this and i'm like i wonder how many of these games are um older older maps that they put back in and then i looked it up they're all old maps. They're all oh, maps what? from previous Call of Duty games, and they've redone them. Uh, here's the thing, though. They show some pretty good maps. Like, these are maps from, like, Modern Warfare, mm. Modern Warfare 2, the originals. Um, some are from, like, other games and series. They're all pretty great maps, and honestly, some pretty good bangers in there. Uh, if you play the multiplayer, there's, like, it's, like, a greatest hits of maps from throughout the, the series. Um... And a lot of these maps uh, play really well. The main issue I have with the multiplayer is there's been a few times where I literally spawn right in front of an enemy and they shoot me down before I have any chance to do anything. Um, I don't know. It hasn't happened as frequently as 
it, it might, but it's still what happens. It sucks because like, I have no time to respond. Like, I spawn in and sometimes I'm like, <clears throat> you know, great. I had no fucking chance. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fine. They've also put in a new unlock system. So whereas before you'd have to get to a certain level to unlock an item, they now let you pin certain items to your daily challenges. So as you complete a daily challenge, you can unlock a corresponding item. Um, some people might not like this, but I actually found it was better because if you want a certain item, you don't have to wait like 20 levels to get it. You can just pin it, do the daily challenge, and unlock it sooner than you otherwise would. Uh, so that kind of made it a little, a little more fun. Like, hey, I want to get this item to like really help with my... Um, uh, with what I want to do with, like, my build or whatever, my loadout. So I just pinned, like, three of them that I needed and just powered through some daily quests, and I got what I needed, so. Um, I'm going to give this, like, an 8 out of 10. Like, I haven't enjoyed it, like, a lot more than I was expecting to, to be honest, but, and I think that for, if you're in this for the single player, again, probably this is not your year, to be honest. But if you're in this for multiplayer, for zombies... It's, it's an easy get. And I think, like, for me, it's like, this is like when a band puts out a greatest hits album. It's, there's nothing here that's new, but what's here is stuff you're going to enjoy. It's, yeah, it's, it's, that's probably the best way to describe it. But it's interesting because I haven't seen many shooters do that. It's not like we see, uh, you know, Battlefield going and putting out a game that's just old, old maps from previous games. Like, it seems kind of like a, a new thing that I haven't seen before. Yeah, definitely not so standalone. I mean, like, 2042 had the portal mode, which kind of is like that with yeah. the older map and weapons, but it's not exactly the same. No. So. But yeah. It's, um... Yeah. Modern Warfare 3. Um... Alright. I've also been playing a game called Beyond Sunset. Uh, it's a old-school cyberpunk-ish shooter... Uh, kind of like reminiscent of like the old school Quake games, uh, if you ever played those. Uh, it's in early access, so you can't play the full game, but like, honestly, just playing through like a little bit that I've been playing, it's fucking fun. It's very much kind of like, yeah, like your old school shooter, but with like kind of bright, fun graphics, the gameplay's tight, there's really cool blood and artifacts, even though everything's very like old school graphics. Um, I don't know, it's kind of like a mix of, like, old-school Deus Ex and Doom, if that makes sense. Uh, but this is a fun game. I've been playing on my Steam Deck, and it runs so well on my Steam Deck. I actually been telling people this might be one of my favorite, like, games for the Steam Deck. Like, yeah, you can play it on other consoles and whatnot, but, like, playing on the Steam Deck has just been, like, a really fun experience. So, um, yeah. Beyond Sunset is a lot of fun. If you're into like those old school like '90s uh, FPS games of your, uh, give this a try. And even if you're like just a fan of like old school callback kind of graphics and stuff, I think you're probably gonna enjoy this. Um, the only thing that sucks is yeah, it's not a finished game. It's it's early access. So if you're kind of hoping to like power through this game and get through to the end, like you can't. But what's here is fun. It's nostalgic it's it's just a blast so i think it's like a 9 out of 10 honestly I, I had a lot of fun with this game so 
Yeah, it's out now on PC. I think it's going to come to other consoles later, but I don't think they're out yet. So, all right. Um, next up, Alan Wake 2. I've been playing some more of Alan Wake 2. I've been taking my time. Uh, I hate to say this, but I think people are overhyping this game. <gasps> no, you can't say that. I wanted to play it. <laughs> it's still a fine game. Uh, but, yeah, it's just... I, I've been having a real, like, to me, it's not as good as Control. I think Control was better. Oh, But I still okay. enjoy it. I still enjoy it. It's still fun. Um, so, yeah, basically, there's two kind of congruent storylines going on uh, between this FBI agent and Alan Wake. And you sort of go between the two, uh, the two stories. Uh, I'm not, like, super far into the game. It's kind of one of those games I've, i got to play through a bit more. But, like, honestly, the gameplay is really tight. It's not, for me, as fun and inventive as Controls was. But it's still pretty fun. Um, right now, I'm at an 8 out of 10. I still think it's a good game, but I just don't think, for me, it's, like, as... Like, I don't feel that drive to play it like I did with Control on other games where I'm like, I gotta play more of this. Like, I have, I have to cancel appointments with friends to play this. Like, no. I'm like, I don't wanna play that, play it. Um, I'm still playing through the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, which honestly is like a huge collection. I'm almost done Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, which is a bonkers game. It doesn't make any sense. But... I kind of ignore the story, if I'm being completely honest. The story doesn't make any sense. It's a meta thing about sequels and other shit, and it just doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, fun game. Uh, I, yeah. The switch to Raiden doesn't bother me nearly as much, because I don't really care if I'm playing the Snake or Raiden, because, spoilers, they play the same. Because uh, if you don't know, Metal Gear Solid, uh, obviously the first one you play is Solid Snake. And then in Metal Gear Solid 2, you start the game of Snake, and then, like, I would say maybe a quarter or a fifth of the way through the game, it switches to Raiden, and um, Snake does appear, but not as how you would expect. And some people got very upset by this when this first came out. I'm playing, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Raiden's fine. He's not the most interesting character, but he's fine. Um, so yeah, uh, I'd give Metal Gear Solid 1 a 10 out of 10, and I would give this one probably, like, an 8 out of 10. But the gameplay of Metal Gear Solid 2 is very good. Like, it's a very tight gameplay kind of game. The systems all work really well on it. So. Um, I picked up a game called Spirity because I was watching some gameplay on Twitch and stuff, and I was like, this game looks like fun. If you've ever seen the Studio Ghibli movie uh, Spirited Away, this is basically that as a game. So you run a bathhouse for spirits uh and some of them don't get along and you gotta like help you gotta put some some spirits together you gotta put some apart some of them like certain bath bombs some of them don't it sounds so stupid but honestly this game was kind of hooked me uh the visuals are very simple they're kind of like um the game mother from the nes snes like very simple graphics like that but it's a fun little game, and it's inventive, and the ghosts and ghouls and spirits are all really cool. Um, it kind of gives me Stardew Valley vibes, where it's like, it's very simple. You can just kind of play this game and just kind of like zone out, maybe smoke a joint, I don't know, you do you. But it's a fun little game. 
Uh, it's out on Steam. Uh, I can give it like a 9 out of 10. I think it's maybe just... I don't know how long I'm going to play it for. Like, I don't know if it has long-term value, but I'm enjoying it so far. And it's nice having a, a seen all the different spirits. They kind of did some pretty cool designs for them. So, uh, Next up is Pokemon Violet. I still keep playing this game. I checked it. I'm like now like 335 hours into this game, so it's fucking ridiculous. But I'm getting ready for the, the Indigo Disc DLC. I was doing some more shiny hunts. Uh, I caught a shiny spirit tomb, which took me a while. But he's a bright blue boy compared to his brethren, which is just purple. Uh, and then I also caught a shiny Altaria, which is a dragon bird Pokemon. So, yeah. Mostly just waiting because we're less than a month away from the DLC dropping, and I'm just excited. I can't wait to shiny hunt all the fucking starter Pokemon. My goal is to have a shiny starter for every single game. I want every shiny starter. All of them. That's going to be my holiday goal. Uh, and then finally, Hearthstone. Hearthstone has come out with its new uh, expansion into the Badlands. Uh, depending on who you ask, it's the most broken expansion ever. <laughs> uh, but honestly, it's actually pretty good. Uh, there's just one card that everybody hates right now because it is a pretty broken card. Uh, essentially, the card in question steals 10 health from your opponent and it's not like it damages them for 10 and they can heal it back it lowers their health total so if they have like the default 30 health total their health pool goes from 30 to 20 and there's ways to cheat this card out so you can like do it multiple times where you can get to the point where you lower your opponent's health total to zero and they just die because they have no health and it's ridiculous i'm pretty sure the the card's gonna get like uh uh, nerfed very nerfed hell. Yeah, because there's no way that this card can exist in the meta. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. It's, uh, yeah. The, there are some pretty fun decks, and I think what's nice about this expansion is not all the decks are super hard to play. Like, I think. Uh, Hearthstone can get very, like, oh, you gotta do these 20 different things for this deck to work, and it can be kind of intimidating for people. Even for me, like, I know how to play these decks, and even for me, I find it kind of annoying. But I've been finding that a lot of these decks are easy to play. Like, I was playing an Elemental Shaman. It's easy. You just play Elementals. That's all you gotta do. And then you have a card that you can play that, like, depending on how many Elementals you've played in a row, will do that subsequent number of damage to your enemies, including the hero. So it's very easy to, like, yeah play elementals every turn up until your the um, the uh the legendary has like 25 damage and then just like fucking play that and just otk your enemy so like it's there's easier decks to play than i think in other expansions and i think they're making it a little more approachable uh the new reno hero card is fucking crazy uh he basically like disappears the entire enemy board and then limits the opponent to play one minion per turn. So, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. That sounds crazy. Yeah, pretty overpowered. Yeah. But nice. it's, Fun. yeah, Hearthstone be Hearthstone. But I've been enjoying it. It's one of the better expansions. I didn't actually pay for this one. I actually just paid. I got all the packs that I got with gold. So that was nice. So. Anyways, that's Hearthstone. Uh, and that's what I've been playing. Uh, uh, Lucas. 
everybody. I, I I don't know what I should go. Should I just go to like? Let's I have been playing let's, Switch games. Let's start with 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 peace and prosperity. I see you've been playing Pokemon Violet. Why don't you talk about that? Uh, so it's definitely different. Um, I can see why people like it. Um, it's different than all the Pokemon. I'm not playing Pokemon White at the moment. And I, I can see the appeal. I didn't like the beginning. I, I thought the whole entire you dressing up like as a schoolboy, as a Richie Rich, was kind of stupid. I like the whole entire thing. When I don't know why. It's kind of weird. But I like we start out like a little house somewhere and you're some kind of poor kid. Now you start as like you're like an expensive school and everything else. I was like, oh, God. But near the last little bit where you're heading up to the lighthouse, like that was kind of cool. You actually got to see... I like how the Pokemon are, are there in front of you instead of like running around the grass not knowing where the fuck you're going to hit. Yeah, it's good of, for. I was kind of curious how you would take to that because you've obviously played Pokemon games where yeah you just go to the grass and you don't know what you're gonna get. But like in this one now, you can clearly see what Pokemon are out there and you can and it's like, avoid certain ones or go the one you want. So I was curious. And then everybody levels up with you. You don't have to do the fucking grind anymore. Thank fucking Christ. I hate the grind. I absolutely hate. I, I, it's not because, like, I, if you play Pokemon, I've been playing Pokemon since I've been 18 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the fucking grind. Yeah. Thank you, but th- thank God the, the experience share is right away instead of actually being on that. So that's nice. Like, if I want to switch Pokemon because I'm bored, great. I can just pick whatever fucking Pokemon I want now. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's nice. The uh, catching mode is kind of nice. We just press X instead of voice start, select Pokemon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know about the battling yet, um, whereas, like, some battling has been kind of boring. The best one I've had so far was the Moon. I think it was Moon Pokemon Moon. The battling system in there where you got these big, huge, special, flashy moves. I thought that was, like, one of the best Pokemon battling system. Have you unlocked the Terrastalizing yet for Pokemon? No. Okay. I've literally gone to the lighthouse. That's all I've done so far. I got the, uh... I know he's going to be a writable Pokemon. The guy that landed on the beach is, like, giving me fucking attitude. And, like, who dooms are like, oh, my God, we're going to eat you. And I'm like, I can kick you guys. Get out of my way. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah, the Terrestrializing is pretty cool. Like, it's okay, you, well, it's, it does change how you battle in that game, which is interesting. And once you realize, like, you can change a Pokemon's type. So if, like, a Pokemon's a water type, you can make its Terrestrialized type, uh, say, uh, rock. So if someone brings an electric Pokemon, your water Pokemon's now less vulnerable to electric moves. So there's stuff like that that kind of makes it interesting, in my opinion. I don't know. I'll be curious as you play more of it. Yeah. No, no rating on yet, because I haven't really played for it yet, but I'm sorry. The starter Pokemon were like Weed Cat. Like, literally, it's Weed Cat. He goes into the flowers and goes, oh my god, I love these flowers. Yeah. That's a Weed Cat. The other thing is, like, the stupid duck, and then you get to pick the Flame Crocodile. I'm like, I'm going to pick the Flame Crocodile, because Scribble's on there, too. I will say... If I had to rank the starters, the flaming crocodile is probably my second favorite. Masquerada, the final form of it, it the, the weed cat, is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, the flaming the flaming crocodile dinosaur is pretty cool too. Yeah, that's that's why I went down the flaming crocodile. Yeah. I, I'm not kind of I'm kind kind of freaking uh, what's that word I'm looking for when everybody else is the same thing. I'm not that guy with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I gotta pick the cool fucking flaming dinosaur. Yeah. Um, well, so I have also, oh, I'm going to piss off people. This is, this is me not angry yet, but I'm going to piss off people. I don't think that Super Mario Wonder deserves a 10 out of 10. And, and I'm going to piss off a lot of people saying that. But it's comparatively to people that play, like, like Super Mario Bros. 3, you're putting Super Mario Brothers World, you're doing... Super Mario 64, you're putting those, like, against them, and you're saying that that game deserves the same spot as them. I- I'm going to disagree, just because the music's not that memorable. 
uh, the power-ups are eh. So far, it's the flower and the elephant, and it's supposedly a bubble one. There's the only thing I can say that is good and kind of fun is that when you go into like, the flower and then everybody fucking sings. That's that's pretty funny. That's pretty cool. But the rest of it is not a 10 out of 10, and that, that's where I'm at right now. Whereas, like, I played Super Mario Bros. 3. I remember the levels of Super Mario Bros. 3. I don't, and I remember the music from Super Mario games. I have no idea what the music is from the other games. I don't. I'm not downloading it for my gym, working out with it now. No, I'm not going to be doing that. So it's not, it's not a 10 out of 10. I'd say it's more like an 8 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10. I wouldn't go as far being the perfect Mario game. I don't know why people think this is the perfect Mario game. I Maybe because it's the best Mario game that's come out in the last 10 years? Maybe, and you got your fanboy in it? Like, when I played Sonic Frontiers, I'm like, oh my god, it's the fucking perfect Sonic game. And, like, I know for certain it's not the perfect Sonic game, but for me, it's like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. Uh, since I haven't really had good 3D games since Sonic Adventure 2. So, that that's where I look at some Mario game. Why? Okay. okay. So, uh, I don't know if more common than last night. Last time, I freaked right the fuck out. Okay. Like, oh, 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 last night were like, oh, oh, should I be worried about him? I feel like the first time my anal sex has been taken away from me, this is so fucking terrible this shit is. I, I am so upset. Okay, so you, you play a goddamn Zelda game. There's bars. There's a there's a heart bar of your life. There's your magic bar of your life. And I, and I walk around like, oh, this is kind of cool. I climb a tree. What's with this green circle bullshit? Then I climb the tree. Then I run. Why is there a stamina bar in my Zelda game? No. No stamina bar. Oh my fucking lord! This is a stupid. He's like, okay, and then oh, I just, oh, I, I'm so pissed off. I'm going to go to Nintendo and burn it down. I'm literally going to go to Nintendo, go to where the fuck developer is, grab Ocarina of Time, shove it in his face, and say, "This is a Zelda game. This shit isn't. This game is, oh, uh, it's a survivor Zelda game. I do not like stamina bars. I fucking hate stamina bars." It makes the game worse. It always makes the game worse. It makes Diablo 2 worse. It makes everything worse. I do not like stamina bars. Like, it's stupid. If I want to get to A to B and I want to run there because I have a 20 minute mile to fucking drive because I've been doing it four times over, I don't want a stamina bar. Imagine playing World of Warcraft for fuck stamina bar. Oh, fuck me. I hate stamina bars. It's just, and it doesn't even matter. So I'm running and I don't feel like I'm running. I literally ran five feet. Is is did did Zelda smoke of smoke like five cigarette packs before it fucking oh holy shit this is stupid like it's the stupidest fucking thing you could have possibly done is put a stamina bar in a Zelda game it, this game is shit now absolute fucking garbage oh man I am so pissed off with that I can't believe I honestly I just stood up and said what the shit is this what happened to rolling what happened to running what happened to the horse what why is oh okay you do get a, you can't get a horse. Thing. I, I, I like literally, it's it's okay. The, the, getting your arm chopped off or whatever the fuck happened to your arm, and then you know, gold samples and getting powers and stuff like that—that's cool. Having your weapons break every five minutes? No, again, why? Like, you pick up a stick, and the stick breaks. What the hell am I supposed to fight this guy with bad language? Hey, Zelda's gay. Fuck. Oh my god, I hate Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> it's good! But don't get me wrong, the graphics are awesome, the tree doing everything's awesome, but you literally, literally limited the game by putting a fucking stamina bar in it. Why did you put a stamina bar in a Zelda game? 
beyond my fucking imagination. I don't know. I'm playing Skyrim. I'm climbing a fucking mountain. Oh, I can't climb it because I ran out of stamina. Yeah. <laughs> Just... No! You gotta keep your stamina up. No, absolutely not. Oh, oh, oh I can be... Oh, that's the kid show. I... Oh. Listen, okay, Lucas, I can say the same thing to my dates. But they gotta keep their stamina up. What's going on? I'm sorry, I'm just really pissed off with this. I, I, oh, really? I... Dennis, can you tell me he was pissed off? Oh, no, I don't know. I thought he was going to give it a 10 out of 10. Oh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Oh, my God. Like, don't... Okay, you played Diablo 2. What is the worst thing in Diablo 2? The stamina fucking bar. This is like, oh, Jesus, fuck, man. Why? Why? I will say, I do find stamina bar is kind of annoying. They are! Like, it's not that, like, I, I, okay, some of the games are, like, okay, fine, whatever, get over it, whatever, like, the eat bar. Like, Shemu fucking 3, why is there an eat bar now? Why do I have to keep eating to freaking do shit? They yeah. don't add realistic stuff to a video game. I do that in real life. I don't need, I, I get up and sit down and I go, like, huh, I don't want to play video games because I'm out of stamina. Fuck you, Zeltella. Fuck you, Nintendo. Fuck that game. Oh, man, I agree. Really? Well... And it's, it's a shitty stamina bar, too. It's not like you replenish it. It's literally just, like, there's no infinite. It's not like Sonic Frontiers where you can run around and go down a certain infinite range and keep going. No, literally there's nothing keeping you from that stamina bar, like, going away. I just, it's so dumb. It's, like, uh, just, uh. It doesn't make a challenge. Like, there's a stamina bar in Shadow of the Colossus. In Shadow of the Colossus, it makes sense. Because you don't want to run a stamina bar running right up a giant. It makes the gameplay interesting. This makes it absolute fucking garbage. Literally, it belongs in a garbage fire somewhere. I don't know. Pull it down in East Hastings and maybe give it to them so they can sell it and get more drugs. I don't know. This is where this game fucking built and deserves to be in. I, 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 this game is trash. I hate it. The stamina bar can go fuck itself. Okay, I'm done. That's awesome. So, looks is reviewing in, in just... It, it, I'm not going to play this game later! I'm not going to finish it! You're, you're, you are going to finish it? What? Probably not! Because I'm going to off of playing it! <laughs> Sorry. Top 10 rants on this podcast, for oh, sure. I said top 5, I didn't even say. Top 5, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I love oh, it. you should have heard my Superman one. That was the top 10. Oh, yeah. I think your Superman went on 3 new nerds like, way back in the day. That was pretty good, too. Oh, I was so angry. You broke the internet with that one. I broke the internet with that one. Stop! Don't worry, Superman. Don't save my life. Oh, I'm about to start. Yeah. Going down that route. Yeah, we all we all remember that one. I, I'm gonna remember this one. This is off. Every time I see a green circle, I'm gonna smash it. Yeah. Just, just gonna see a street smash. Like, I'm gonna go on the beach and there's a green circle. I'm gonna fucking kill it. <laughs> Fair. Um. Cool. Well, I got yeah. a compliment. I'm not mad. Stress pretty good. So. Yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry. Is that all you've been playing lately?
going to teleport Jamie in so he can give us his thoughts on Modern Warfare 2. Or Modern Warfare 3, sorry. Um, not Modern Warfare 2. Because that game came out last year. So It came out 10 years ago, too. So figure that mm-hmm. one out. Uh, yeah, so we're going to cut to that, and then after that, the episode's just done. So we're going to say goodbyes for now, but you'll you'll have Jamie's sultry naked tones to keep you company in the last like, 10 minutes of this podcast. Yes! All right. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Uh, I went too far. <laughs> hey, so uh, I unfortunately am out of town uh, for the weekend for Thanksgiving, uh, but I did want to make sure that I got a chance to talk about uh, a game that I've been playing this week. So I'm recording this uh, prior to the episode that you guys are listening to now. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, a game that, uh, has received a bit of, uh, mixed reviews for different parts of it. Um, and, uh, I think that my experience with the game is pretty similar to some that, that, that I'm seeing around the internet. Uh, yeah, I started playing, uh, Modern Warfare 3 last week. Uh, got a chance to dig into the campaign a little bit, uh, played the first mission, pretty standard Call of Duty fare, uh, you know, infiltrating a, a prison, there's some cool stuff in there, uh, didn't feel like, you know, anything was out of the ordinary, but it didn't feel bad or anything, um, and then I got to the second mission, uh, and I'm playing on Veteran, and I had a really hard time beating that mission. And the reason is because it's basically just a a repurposed DMZ map. Um, and DMZ is the mode where you're running around a large map and completing objectives for like little mini missions and trying to uh, extract at the end. Uh, in, in the campaign mission, uh, the second campaign mission, you're playing a, a character, you're on, uh, in a, in a base full of shipping containers, and you're just kind of running around picking up loot and, uh, and trying to, uh, to find specific spots on the board. It's very open. You can, you can kind of go, try to go stealthily, um, uh, but you can also just kind of run around and shoot everything. Uh, but yeah, it's not... It's not the kind of open that you kind of would think would be fun, if that makes any sense. Like, it feels like you're playing a DMZ or Warzone kind of lobby with bots. Um, It's not a particularly good feeling experience. Um, I wasn't too too impressed. Uh, But, I mean, the gunplay is good, and, and like, you know, all the stuff that you expect out of out of Call of Duty as far as graphics and controls is all there. It's just the campaign, uh, because of these open missions, they kind of like lose the the excitement and kind of the the feeling of uh like an action movie that, that some of the other um more scripted, more linear missions uh provide. Uh it's just a little bit underwhelming. Um but yeah, that's not to say that this game is uh, doesn't have parts of it that are good. I just think that the campaign itself uh, is a little bit rushed feeling, uh, a little bit, um, 
I don't know, lacking. Uh, it just feels like they could have spent a little bit more time to bake some fully fleshed out levels and get a better experience out of it than than what was pre- uh, presented at the end of the day. Um, I still don't hate it. I just think that it's it's a little bit underwhelming compared to some of the high bars that we've seen in the past years um, from this franchise. Uh, but that's that's cool. Like uh, a lot of people, you know, don't even touch the campaign in Call of Duty because the star of the show is typically the multiplayer and the multiplayer modes that are um, adjacent to that. Um, so let's talk about the multiplayer a little bit. I think Call of Duty's multiplayer, uh, Modern Warfare 3's multiplayer, is pretty pretty good. Um, it's got a great selection of some classic maps from uh, older Modern Warfare entries. Like I definitely recognize a bunch of maps from Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare 2, not the one that came out last year, uh, but some of the old maps from, from way back in like 2008 or 9 or whenever that game came out. Uh, that I'm like, oh man, this takes me back. So it's a nice nostalgia trip to see some of those maps being put in the rotation again. Um, and then, you know, the gameplay itself, it's still Modern Warfare, it's still Call of Duty, it's still good. Um, I don't know what the meta is right now, like particularly, because it feels like right now it's a lot of uh, long-range sniping and uh, and battle rifles and... Um, marksman rifles i should say and less um less smgs than i've been used to in the past uh so i think this one's more people are posting up and hiding and doing things like that and not as much of the running around that with it we've seen in some of the more recent games um see i've been messing around with a kvd uh it's a marksman rifle it works pretty well um you know, for what I like to play, uh, and I've been kind of kind of doing okay with that. I wasn't too pleased with the auto rifle uh, that you start out with, uh, the assault rifle, I should say. Man, I'm on destiny. <laughs> I'm on destiny uh, terminology here. Uh, the assault rifle that you start out with is is not great. Uh, there's a battle rifle that you can get um, that is it's uh, in one of the, like the default classes, and that's probably my favorite gun in the game so far. But uh, I don't like the default class that much so um not particularly enamored with playing it that way but i've almost unlocked it um yeah the game the gameplay is great uh it it feels tight um there's a couple minor glitches with matchmaking and some other things still like every call of duty seems to have at launch but it's not particularly egregious and uh yeah i think i think my biggest gripes about it is just that the the unlocks, um, you know, are are a little bit uh, slow still. Uh, and I, I mean, you could get around that by using tokens if you have them um, to to get XP bonuses, which you can earn those from playing the campaign and other other things in the game itself. Uh, you don't have to go buy them. <clears throat> but yeah, it's if you if you like. Call of Duty modern or Call of Duty or Modern Warfare uh, multiplayer. I think this game is going to deliver for you. It feels really tight. Um, the it's satisfying in terms of the damage. I think. I think they rebalanced things a little bit with like the guns this year. Um, it definitely feels like the assault rifles are a little less powerful than they've been in the past. Uh, at least the ones I've used so far. And that the 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 rifles that are meant to be long range and and slower firing are are 
doing what they're supposed to do, which is, you know, you get a hit from, from deep, uh, and, and one or two is going to knock someone out. <clears throat> so yeah, that is cool. Um, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely will keep playing it. I think, um, I think the, the, the multiplayer is probably my favorite part of the game so far, uh, but there is a third, uh, mode in the game, which I've played a little bit of, and I'll talk about that as well. Uh, so they also added zombies to this game. Uh, it's the first Modern Warfare game, I believe, that has had zombies in it ever. Um, if not the first, it's the first one I can think of. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a new kind of mode. It's not the typical round-based zombies that we've seen in the past. Uh, they kind of went around and did a different take on it, which is to kind of theme it uh, more like a extraction-based shooter Um like DMZ or, you know, one of those games that are similar to that. Um, but yeah, so you, you drop in, uh, in a large map, uh, with a team or you could do it by yourself and then you kill a bunch of zombies and there's missions to complete and there's loot to find and gear to find. And, uh, yeah, the, the end goal is to extract and, uh, you know, get out. Uh, but it, it, it's interesting. It like feels pretty different from other zombies. It's kind of like a step between the, uh, the DMZ, uh, from, from last year's Modern Warfare 2, uh, with the more open maps that they added in, I think it was like Cold War. Um, and I kind of dig it. Uh, I think it's pretty interesting. I will probably not play it as much as I would play a round-based zombies mode, but I think if I can get some people to jump in with me, it would be a lot of fun. Uh, playing it solo, less fun, uh, because you kind of get knocked down uh, one time, and then that's it, you know, and, and it's not particularly hard to get overwhelmed when, you know, it's a large map like that, and you... You're just kind of stumbling around. <clears throat> I haven't really made it far enough to see anything <laughs> particularly uh, scary or, or, you know, large that's going to really fuck you up. Uh, but the the um, the the difficulty by yourself is is enough where I've I've died pretty early on every single time I played it. Um, but I know like the, the goal is like you start off in a, in a light uh a light threat zone and then you eventually work your way to higher threat zones where the bigger zombies and bigger enemies are uh and then eventually you can get better loot there and extract and get more xp and and resources and stuff uh but yeah it's a lot of fun i definitely would like to try it with with a with a bigger group um but yeah that is that is modern warfare 3 it's like it's like I don't know. Like, I think the campaign drags it down for me. Uh, the other two modes probably stabilize it a little bit. So right now I'm sitting at like a seven and a half for me out of 10. Uh, and I think it would be a lot higher if the campaign wasn't so, um, I don't want to say bad because it's not bad, but I, I think the campaign is, is definitely, like I said before, a little underwhelming compared to previous iterations of of the franchise so yeah i think i'm sitting at a seven and a half out of ten uh definitely will keep playing it and maybe my score will change as i play more of the campaign but but where i'm at now i'm not particularly loving it uh so yeah that's modern warfare 3 thanks for listening guys uh hope to see you next episode uh and yeah that's it